Welcome to Go Simcha, the podcast that takes you on an in-depth approach to the Jewish music, entertainment, and Simcha world. Now, here's your host, Zisha Littman. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Season 3 of Go Simcha, the podcast. Um, we're kicking it off with Episode 1 with a really, really special guest this time on the show. And I've been a fan of his music and the genre of his music for as long as I've been playing music, which is now actually about... 15 years. Um, so I am really, really happy and really, really honored to have a, a true celebrity on the show tonight. Um, we're, we'd love to welcome Yotam Ben-Horin of the band um, Useless ID. They're a very famous Israeli punk rock band, if those are familiar with punk. They've been rocking for over 20 years um, on the Israeli punk scene and have transcended to America and all over the world. Um, Yotam is currently um, a producer and works in the back, back end of things for the Decomposers, who is, is also made up of some major punk legends um, in, in their own right. And so we're going to sit down today and talk to Yotam, and I'm really excited to have him. So Yotam, welcome to the show. Bochim Abayim. Manish Mahi, how are you? Thank you. Wow, what an intro. I, I feel like I could just let you do the talk and I'll sit back and uh, enjoy. <laughs> no way, man. Uh, I'm I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for asking and thank you for inviting me. It's uh it's an honor to be here and I'm looking forward to this uh this show. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I'm sure this is probably the first type of uh podcast you've ever done um in your in your in your career where we're at, where it's like a Jewish oriented podcast. Am I correct? Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's pretty dope. I'm happy that we could be your first Jewish oriented podcast. Um so What's your deal? Like, what's your deal? Because I remember when I messaged you, you, when I messaged the page, and that was actually the funny story. Is like, I heard your new album you guys put out, Chabad Religion. I saw an ad on Facebook for it, and I was just like, this can't be real. I started listening to it. I was like, yeah. I, I have found salvation. Um, and I reached out and I messaged the page. I didn't think anybody would reach out and return my message. And then you sent, you replied, and you told me, like, you know, you, you're familiar you want to be on the show. You're familiar with this. You, you grew up, you were in Yeshiva in New York. So what's your story? Like, what's your deal, dude? Yeah. So just back to the page one second. Uh, so, uh, Baz, who, uh, he had a big hand in, uh, putting the Chabad religion, uh, recording, uh, together along with me and Mike and Johnny. So he was the one he, he answered you and he forwarded the message to me. So oh, that's uh, pretty dope. So, so I got back to you. Uh, well, my story goes like this. Uh, I, was, I was born in Israel, and by the time I was five, actually four and a half, my parents decided to, to move to the U.S. because my dad, uh, got, uh, he, he wanted to go to university over there and finish uh, uh, Pratt, Pratt Institute, if you're aware of that, familiar with that. And we lived right. in Brooklyn, and they, they didn't want to send me to public school, so they sent me to yeshiva. And this, this was like... Uh, I, I, we lived one year in New Jersey and then eight and a half more years in New York. And I was in this place called Yeshiva Rambam and uh, it's uh, in Kings Highway yeah. from, for, for the next eight years. So I had this like very, I want to say a strict uh, Jewish upbringing, but uh, I, I, I was praying, you know, I was praying every day. I, I, uh, my school hours were 6 a.m. to like 4 p.m. And where in public school, I think you get out at one. So I got yeah. this whole like Jewish upbringing and, uh, you know, the bar mitzvah was a very big deal for me. And, and that's how I actually also learned, learned, learned or managed to keep the Hebrew language uh, through, uh, throughout those years until we moved back to Israel when I was 14. Oh, wow. So you, so yeah. you, you stuck around America. You almost lost your Hebrew? 
Well, I, I didn't lose it, but you know, uh, once they sent me to school, everyone, uh, all the all the kids in class uh, spoke Hebrew with a, with an American accent, mm. and I already had some. I had already some uh, Israeli background, so I, I knew that the way they're saying certain words are not the way I say them. So at home, right. we kept talking Hebrew, and we uh, we were, we were uh, you know studying uh, Torah and studying. Uh, uh, I think it was called Rashi, and yeah. Uh, throughout the years of course not at for, in first grade <laughs> right but, um, yeah so that's how i i managed to to keep that in those years like till i till pretty much till i discovered punk rock and that kind of like <laughs> uh, yeah. did, did, did a big turn on everything I, I i can imagine that's pretty cool though that you that you that you that you grew up like that so you so you have that familiarity and things like that but even in israel you know like you come back to israel like there's still like even no matter where you go there's still like very there's plenty of places that are very traditional people still are very misorti here and it's at that flavor yeah. it's at that vibe you know even in haifa haifa especially you know haifa's a haifa's an interesting city you know haifa's a very multicultural multi-level city you know got everything there. yeah I, I love it you, you, you have the the Baha'im and you have like all these like little little spots that you know it's not uh israeli people living there it's uh right. you know like uh like What's... a beer in haifa it's like uh you know the, the, the so right. uh yeah I, I i love it i love cultures i like when cultures get together and that's pretty much what the what the idea be, uh, behind uh making a chabad religion album was because right. um you know i i i, I me personally, I don't. I like tradition. I love tradition. I, I, I think it's a good time to get everyone together. Uh, right. It's uh, I, I love holidays, so I, I don't. I'm not like uh, you know that sort of punk rocker that would. Uh, oh, I'm not. I'm not going to do this project, you know. Right. But um, so the the way the story went, I was living with Fat Mike of No Effects. Uh, he has a house in. Uh, he has like a compound in Sherman Oaks. Nice. And. Uh, I, yeah, I was living with him. Uh, we worked on a song for, for quite a while about my grandfather who survived the Holocaust. And then we wanted to spread the word out to the Jewish community and try to get uh, like a connection going. So I, I, sent, I sent feelers out to the whole Jewish community in L.A. Um, and two rabbis wanted to meet with me. So I, nice. I went. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I went, I went to the meeting. Uh, very nice, by the way. And on the way out, one of them told me, hey, just by the way, if you could... Uh, make like uh if you could take shabbat prayers and put them together in your style of music so i told him well i could do two things acoustic or punk rock so he's like punk rock that's something i've never heard yet in uh yes. in the prayers yeah so so i'm like okay I'll, I'll get back to you with like three songs and you'll see what i could do so i i went with this with fat mike and fat to, to fat mike and fat mike being the, the big thinker he is he's like we're not gonna do three songs we're gonna make a record so yes <laughs> So, that's very that's so it, very no effect style yeah exactly so uh that was exactly the time that uh mike decided he wanted to do like this uh quick uh vacation in palm springs so uh baz the uh, the the the, the te studio technician and he's also the drummer he's an amazing instrumentalist so he he joined us as well and he's like well we shouldn't just be sitting around let's get 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 on those prayers because <laughs> I I had the background so I knew right. most of them already. Yeah. Right. So yeah, and and the rabbi that I met with he he gave me like a list of uh, I think there were like fifteen prayers so I I was just figuring them out on the guitar, seeing which ones could work and uh, which ones uh, I could uh, 
try and give choruses to, but still maintain the original idea. And I, I think we, we did a good thing. No, it, it was, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And like I said, I saw that, I saw that running. I listened to it. I listened to the entire album like three or four times. I forwarded well, over yeah, to, it's part, yeah, yeah, I, I forwarded, yeah, no, dude, I forwarded over to a friend of mine who, who used to be a big punk rocker. And then he became, he became Jose Bachuva. And he's like, he, he's, he's, he's like the, he's the, I rent an office over here and he runs the place. And I sent it over to him. I was like, dude, you got to listen to this. He's like, he's, he's like, oh my gosh, that's Yotam ben of, of Useless ID. He's like, that dude's famous. Oh, wow. I, was like, I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, this is awesome. And so we, I sent it around to a bunch of other people who, a bunch of my other friends who are into, into, into the punk scene. And they're just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And yeah, surprised. it's like how many like like people in how many people who religious Jews who are are into this stuff because it's just awesome punk punk has a lot of has a lot of like good qualities to it a lot of amazing qualities to it and you can bring that out in in so many different ways and you know exactly and also you know bad religion songs like not all of them but many of you know you know the band bad religion right That's a- like, yeah, so bad religion songs from back in the day, uh, some of those guys are Jewish. Mr. Brett is Jewish. So uh, there's definitely, uh, he has that background in, in some of the bad religion songs that I could hear. And I could, I'm like, you know, la, 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 la. It's like, it's, it's right. so close to a prayer, you know? Right. It, so, it's, 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 it's within us, you know? It's, it's, it's all kind of like within us. I think it's funny that exactly, you're Israeli. Yeah. I, I think it's funny that you're an Israeli punker because you know Israelis have a lot of angst. Yeah, like, I, I I do, and I, I like to um, I like to separate as as I mentioned before. I like to separate the the tradition and religion and what what people are are doing with their religion. You know, like there as with everything, some people just take it to a negative place, right. and that's not that's not my idea of what what religion should be at well, the end of the day. I'm yeah, sure yeah. You, you, you'd agree there's uh, religion. Just, just like, just like in, just like in any culture or any religion, you, you have like certain fanatics that uh, yes. you just have to disagree with. Yeah. But, um, but I've met, uh, I've met many, many wonderful people of, of all, 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 all types, uh, all types of people. I've been, you know, I've been traveling the world for, 20 something years already and um wh- whether whether it's uh jewish or christians or, or anything and th- that's what i love about punk rock that it it just brings everyone together and there's no dividers right you know what it's, I mean? it's it's it yeah. really is a huge melting pot or i guess you call it a huge cholent pot of of people yeah everybody (laughs) no like that that's what i love about the punk scene too is that like every every all sorts of people from all walks of life come together and and just have themselves a good time and yeah no no one no one has to hate anyone or no one has to criticize someone for being whatever you know you know what i mean yeah so it's all being it's all about being open-minded and uh yeah i mean there's a there's a lot of tradition going still going on in my family i think uh Ever since my my father moved to the U.S., he's living in the U.S. now, oh, so wow. he's 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 going to the synagogue every Saturday, and that's something he never did as long oh, as wow. I've known him. You know, I think at some point in life, I was uh, closer to to the to Judaism than he was. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, uh, 
listen, you know, it, it, every, every, everything in its right place, everything in its right place and its right time. But I think yeah. it's truly, I think it's truly amazing that you guys put this together. I think it's funny too, because like you're Jewish, Mike's Jewish and we, everyone knows Mike's Jewish because, because he makes yeah, it yeah, of many, many times and many hours. <laughs> and yeah. that was actually the first no, no effects song I ever heard. I, I, I heard the bruise and I was like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, I was just yeah. like, what is this? He's singing and, about so many funny things in that song. I was just like, this guy must have gone to Yeshiva for like five minutes or something because he knows he, like the stuff he's singing about, he, he must he must have gone, d- d- had some sort of background for like five minutes or something. And I was just like... Yeah, from, from my, uh, uh, like, from, from my, from me knowing Mike, he, like, when he's interested in something, he'll dig deep and, like, find out exactly what it's about, you know? He'll read, like, so many things off the internet and so many, and then he'll come up to me and, hey, I'll ask me if I, if I know this word. And he's like, oh, you don't know that? You're supposed to know that. You're from Israel. So that, that's the type of guy Mike is. So I'm guessing back in the day, he, he's just, he's just that guy. He's, like, so, so curious about certain things many things i must say so he that's why that i think that's how he, he got there with the song the bruise yeah <laughs> I was about I to don't say. Think he, i'm not sure he went to yeshiva though no nah. but. <laughs> but i but i mean that's why they're pro- that's why they're so successful is because they're always innovating they're always like they're always digging deep yeah, yeah. like and it, it, it's great it's absolutely amazing now your band useless id i was i was i've been listening i mean i listened to a lot of your stuff back in the day and i've been starting to listen to a little bit more of it. I was just doing it to prepare for the show. How'd you guys get started? And I think it's funny because like your band's called useless ID and you guys are from Israel. Did that have anything, any significance to being Israeli? You know, we walk around with ID yeah, cards. In, in a way it did. I mean, they, they were a band bef- uh, pretty much when I discovered punk, I wasn't in the band. It was uh, the lead, uh, the original member guy. He was the lead singer at the time. And it was like three other guys that have that are not in the band anymore. <laughs> so um, they, uh, they, they had the band going. And from, from what I remember, like the, the, the idea behind the name of the band is uh, when you're a soldier, so you, you get this little uh, disc that they put right. in your boot. Yep. And uh, if you, you know, bite yep. the dust, so they, they chip it off and then your idea is useless. That's like the political uh, name behind it. But in a way, I, I feel like, uh, you know, being in that band for so long, I always felt that that, kind of, that name kind of went with us because I, I, it, it, it was such a long, long, long haul in a way. You know, you know that word, H, H, I'm sure yeah. you know, H-A-U-L. Yeah. yeah, in a way that, you know, we've lived like so many lifetimes in this band. Like when I joined, I was 17, I think. I had one more year of high school and then I joined completely. And then we just hit the road. You know, and then we've been on the road pretty much ever since. And when the band stopped being on the road, I continued being on the road for another five years solo. I think oh. now's the only time I'm not on the road. And also because, uh, you know, I have a girlfriend. But you don't know. I'm saying, you know, that's like right. the American slang. Right. But uh, I'm, d- I'm just trying to change it up and not travel as much. But I've been on the road pretty much ever since. That's crazy. So how'd you end up yeah. back in Israel right now? Oh, that, that's that, that's a weird story. I was I was in the U.S. Uh, b- before the whole thing, uh, the whole thing, the whole Corona thing started. I I was like four months over there, and I was planning on coming for a visit anyways. 
and uh, I was supposed to renew my uh, my visa, and I, and I didn't I didn't do it in time. So I left the U.S. I had a tour with Useless ID in Japan, and every time we're in Japan, I always like to go to Thailand because I I do this like a Muay Thai kickboxing thing. I I just love it. And uh, classic Israeli. And when I was in, yeah, and when I was in, what's up? I said classic Israeli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that in Krav Maga. So. Um, when, when I was when I was there, the, the whole Corona thing started and everyone started panicking. So I was trying to figure out with, with my girlfriend how, because she's Italian, she lives in Italy, just so you know how, how my life is scattered all over the globe. I, I can't get everything in one place. So so I, 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 I flew in from Thailand to Israel. I had to stay home for like uh, two weeks and I didn't. I, uh, I left after five days. I just uh, took a flight uh, to her, to Italy. And then everything started going crazy in Italy. It's literally yeah. like, in, like an action movie. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I bought both of us tickets. Once it got really crazy and they started canceling trains and canceling flights, I'm like, we have to get out of here. Are you coming with me? And she said, yes, I'm coming with you. And at the airport, they didn't want to let her on the flight because she has an Italian passport, but they let me on the flight. And that was pretty much my parents doing, you know. Um, they're, uh, you could say, an older generation and right. they don't really butt into my life decisions but they were like if if we're gonna butt into your life decision at any point in your life like in your adult life it's gonna be now both of your parents are saying you must leave italy she'll be with her family you'll be with your family and when the time is right so that's how i ended up here yeah and now you're stuck here for whoever knows how long yeah well th- things are well I, i'm sure you see as well things are starting yeah. to move slowly i mean i i uh want to buy some uh canvases today i i do like uh lyric handwritten lyrics on them and that's people awesome. uh yeah yeah so and, and people really dig it by the way so I, I went to get a few of those so i uh i was with with the mask right and they they check my uh, if, I, if i have any fever in the entrance right so yeah that that's life these days in israel yeah, you can still go, yeah you can still kind of go outside yeah it's it's like a long episode of black mirror you know that show yeah like uh, yeah, so that's what it feels to me. It's like a like a science fiction movie or something. Like, what is this reality? You know, it's crazy. So it, it's interesting. I stumbled upon a, a video of yours um, on YouTube. It was like a it was like a twelve minute like documentary about your oh. your trip across the um, uh, across Russia, and I found it very interesting. Uh-huh. You said something in the opening line about that you're 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 trying to understand what freedom means. You have you have a definition of freedom, and what it means to you. Yeah. And I found that very fascinating because your 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 name means freedom. Exactly, Ben Cholin. Yeah, yeah, Ben Cholin is freedom. Right, <laughs> I'm doomed. <laughs> no, I'm joking. it's a good thing. No, I no, just found no. that very interesting. It's, it's, it's a good, it, it's a good thing, but uh, it, it caused me many obstacles uh, throughout my life. Whether it was uh, like being being in a relationship and taking a like a decision in, inside. Really, now now I'm fine. I. I have freedom and I'm, I'm lucky that, that my partner is, uh, of course, in a good way, as crazy as me and as, as open, as open to my lifestyle. Cause I, I don't think, I think you have to be a very certain person with a certain personality to accept this lifestyle where, uh, your significant other has to be on the road a lot. And, right. uh, I enjoy it, but it, it, after doing it so much, so much time in a row, it kind of burns me out as well. So I'm like, you know, maybe I should try not regular life, but maybe I should try just to take a step back from it. Right. And that's when, that's when actually Fat Mike 
kind of stepped in. He saw that I was just like going and going and going. And was like, dude, maybe you should stay in one spot and let's create, let's make some music. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll do this. And, and I love it. It's that's great. So, that's so funny and ironic that he's like the level-headed one. At, like the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sh- the front, All right. right. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, but, but it works. I mean, my, you can't take it away from him as much as I, I love the guy. And he, he's a very good friend of mine. Even even a very good yeah very great friend of mine, uh, he 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 knows he has that Midas touch you know right. It's just funny because like you know the persona he puts on when he's doing shows is just like crazy wild like real punker, and now he's 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 like he's like telling you chill out you know he's like he's like the the level headed one, and telling you to chill out and relax and do and you know just like focus on on one thing at a time. It's great. Yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, uh, he, he, of course, he, I don't think you could be Fat Mike and not be crazy at the same time. I mean, the guy, the guy is pretty wild. But um, uh, let's let's put it this way: I think he looks, he really looks out for his friends in a way. And uh, when he saw me, just like oh, going and going and going, and I, I, I think most 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 of my adult life, I didn't have like anyone like leading my way I, I i was that guy you know i was right. this what I, this is what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna do it and right. when mike mike kind of stepped in it, it wasn't like a father figure it was more like a friend telling me dude you're burning yourself out i, I think you have a lot what to offer music and together we can uh, do something very special and that's that's how uh, the whole decomposers thing came to be because uh that's really awesome he, he put me th- yeah, he put me together with Johnny from Old Man Markley, John Carey, which I've never right. met in my life. I only knew, knew of them because we're label mates on Fat Records with uh, Old Man Markley. And we just totally hit it off when he came to pick me up at the airport. We just instantly became best friends. And then <laughs> three days later, we're talking about, man, we should do some more music together. And then we, we came to Mike with that. And, and then he's like, we should do a production team. So... Yeah. That's awesome. So, so back to the Chabad Religion album. Now, what when you guys are recording that? Who's doing? All, you're doing all the vocals, or because some of the vocals sound like Mike. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. I think we started. We we started recording Adon Olam. Uh, yeah. I th- I think it was that we started with Adon Olam, and Mike said, "You're singing like a bar mitzvah boy. Could you go punk?" <laughs> so, because I was like, you know, I was trying to channel like a, like a, a, pray, a prayer voice, not go right. punk. So I was like, I don't know that. And he's like, no, I don't know that. So, so once, I, once I channeled uh, what Mike wanted me to go for, because like, this is Chabad religion. This is not like a whatever. So, so he, he was kind of like navigating the way. But yeah, I do all the vocals. I'm sure I sound like Mike on, on a few of the songs because that's the snotty punk voice. And, uh, and I think right. he's one of the guys who invented it, <laughs> invented that like snotty. Uh, uh, right. Yeah. So, so I, I do, I do the vocals. I played uh, most of the guitars. Johnny played guitars. Mike played bass and right. Baz uh, played drums and both Johnny and Baz were the technicians. So we were just like working kind of like in a circle the whole time. Okay. Okay. You're done. Get the next guy in. Okay. You play your parts. Okay. Now uh, I go to Johnny's house to record some more, and Johnny also did backing vocals. So it was like three very intense days, and I was oh, wow. I was like, yeah, and like a day I was about to leave 
uh, I was about to leave them and go visit my father in, uh, in, Phil- in, in Philadelphia. But um, my, my girlfriend was with me there too. So uh, we were doing all these like, you know, going driving to Santa Monica Pier and driving this place. And I'm like, okay, now we got to go back because I got to do three hours of singing for Chabad religion. And it was funny. We called it Chabad religion already. And, and, and I, <laughs> it has to be, be punny, you know, the whole uh, it has to have to be a good pun, so I, I think we we nailed it with that. That's funny, and and the rabbis who who requested the album, I'm sure they were happy when you when you delivered the product. Oh yeah, yeah, he was so stoked. Uh, I I sent him an email, and then uh, we were talking about possibly doing some shows around uh, Pesach, but uh, yeah, all, everything fell through because yeah, because Corona. So this was so, the hopefully. Yeah. What's up? As I say, this was the most interesting Pesach I've ever experienced. It was quiet. Yeah, it was. Pro- you probably did it in Zoom, right? No, I did everything in my house. You know, like I'm, I'm but my kids are around, so like they're driving me absolutely uh, okay. sugar. Yeah, yeah. sugar. <laughs> but you yeah, know. we have like we have like three or four uh, iPhones open or something like that, and, like to get all the family members. It was pretty interesting. I think I posted a photo on Instagram about it. That's crazy, man. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. But, you know, listen, there's no place like home to be in Israel to deal with this in Israel. There's no place like home. Yeah, I mean, at least I could. I'm doing a lot of live shows now on Instagram and I'm recording a lot of music and I'm dealing, just trying to get my head off off of, uh, I guess, what you could call reality right now. So I'm just keeping busy and productive and busy. But at some point that gets to you too and you just want to chill and say, okay. Yeah, for sure. What is it with Haifa and producing famous guitarists? You know, Hillel Slovak was also from Haifa. From the original, he was from Haifa. He was from Haifa. He was the original. Oh, guitarist. okay. He was from Haifa. I think he predated. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I just read. I just read Flea's book, so he talks about that, and uh, he says at some point uh, Hillel Slovak wanted to change his name uh, to some like uh, like Hill, Hillel Thunder or something, or like not something else, like some yeah. other name like Bruce Thunder. I, I don't know what it was, but it was funny. And, and that made me Jewish. think that, what's up? I said something not Jewish. Yeah, yeah. At some point, I, I, I also thought about that. Like, maybe maybe it's like time for like a name change because Yotam Ben-Horin is so weird as a solo artist. But but I go with that anyway. So, and now more people are, are, are uh, familiar with me because of certain projects. And so it's like, that's it. That's my name. <laughs> Listen, you know, every, your, a, a name has a very special and holy characteristic to it, you know. So whenever, when, when, you, yeah. when you have a name, there's so many different, more properties to it than just w- what it says on paper. And your exactly. name. Yeah, I mean, why, 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 be like, why be like the rest if you're special on your own, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, that, that, that's what it boils down to. I mean, I totally could have changed my name to... Tommy, Tommy something, Tommy, because that's what my name was in the yeshiva, so I could get along with the other kids. I don't think they got the whole Yotam thing pretty quick, so everyone called me Tommy. So that was also an idea, and we have that band Tommy and June that me and Johnny did, did also. That, that was kind of like the beginning of the decomposers when uh, we, Mike put me and Johnny together to, and, and we recorded that album. So That's really funny. Yeah, I, who knows? Yeah, names, right? That's really really funny. So when record when you were doing Chabad religion, did any did was it was it like kind of crazy that did things like come back up into you from your childhood, like when you were in yeshiva, when you were do like from back in the day? Did you like 
feel anything like special about that? Yeah, I, 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 I didn't even have to go over most of the melodies. Some, some of the melodies I changed for the sake of like making it a song because uh, uh, many of the prayers, they, they just go on and on on the same right. like four bars. Yes. The same, even, even eight bars. It's like, yes. blah, 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 it, you know? So I, I had to change. Uh, there were a few points where uh, either Mike pointed out, maybe we should change this part. No, he didn't say maybe. He was like, change this part. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I thought also that if I could make a few choruses, uh, that could be, uh, that, that could, you know, uh, uh, kind of change the song, change the prayer enough to make it interesting for people who are so familiar with the way it normally goes. Right. But, but well, singing, singing them, uh, that was, that was, I, I just knew, I knew 80% of it from my childhood. I didn't even have to go over the melodies. I, I just knew how it went. That's awesome. That is so yeah. awesome. No, I mean, listen, you, you've brought, you, you guys have breathed new life into these classic Nigunim that people are, that, it, they're getting stale. Like I said, when I heard this, I was like, I sent this to my friend. I was like, finally, some good Jewish music. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, no I offense wanna... to anybody who's listening. No offense to anybody who's exactly, listening. Exactly. Exactly. That I was afraid to say that. I don't want to put down, but the, these, the, the, the way the, these prayers are, are sung and are known. It, it's years and years and years of, of the same, the same known melody. And I think that was another, uh, angle on on our idea of, of of what we brought to the table we're like let's change this up a bit let's write a chorus to this here let's do, let's do that over there let's you know so if, well, if we if we accomplish that that that's what we were after well i'll tell you it's funny your 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 melody for lechado di i i was like wow finally someone is changing it up because you know there's people people tend to sing the same melodies every single week and yeah. they they base it off of the the melodies of, of Rabbi Shlomo Karlbach, and yeah. you, know, you know every it, it's the same stuff every single week. And I keep saying to myself every every Shabbat and Shul, I'm like, come on, come on, let's let let's change it up a little bit here. And as I heard that, and you know we're cor- we're in our house, we can't go to Shul, we can't go anywhere. So I'm sitting on my front porch, yeah. and I'm head ba- I wear a strimal on Shabbat. I'm a Hasid. I'm a I'm a I'm a Hasid. And so I'm sitting there on okay. my front porch, slam dancing, head banging in my strimal singing. <laughs> and my neighbors across the street are like looking at me like, what the hell is this guy doing? And my kids are looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm having fun. I, I, I was yeah. singing, I was singing your melody. I was just like, I am having fun. You know? Yeah. I, I just like, uh, I, it's the original melody over there. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom. But I like that added chord over there and then it kind of goes up you know in a chrom- right. chromatic uh, yeah that, i'm like why didn't anyone think about that and then you throw in the na 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 yeah that, that's like a little uh yeah. nod to no yeah, effects exactly and, yeah. that's pretty dope <laughs> and the yeah. song starts with the vandals uh yes uh, i once had a girlfriend yes you know that one yes yeah i told you I, I told you my I, I used to listen my 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 background is is in in all this music and I yeah. I've been playing guitar for about 10 years I've been playing saxophone since I was in grade 5 drums since I was 13 nice. um piano and other wooden instru- woodwind instruments and it it's fun I just pick these things up you know I I bought a, I was it was my 18th birthday I was here in Israel and I, I think we went out to, to, to the bars to, went, to go out drinking. 
And I walked past a music store in Jerusalem. I was like, I want a guitar. So apparently the next morning I woke up with a guitar in my bed. I was like, what am I going to do with this? So I taught myself how to play. And I haven't stopped yeah. it. I got a couple of my guitars behind me here in my office. And Yeah, that's interesting. You, you mentioned that. I, I picked up a keyboard, like, uh, I think it's like late September, October, the, from living at Fab Mike's because you have two two or three, you have two keyboard players over there, Johnny and Baz, uh, they're, they're both like, <laughs> so I, can you teach me this instrument? I've been dying to know it my whole life. So they both showed me like a, a bit of uh, movements and chords. And I have this like keyboard over here and I've just been practicing and like the finger got my own song and I'm like, holy crap, I could play this. Nice. So that, that, yeah, that's, been, that's, that's one good thing that came out of this uh, whole lockdown and quarantine. So, so my question is, I know I usually ask this earlier on in the show, but how, but you have such an interesting story. How did you get into music overall? Like, how did you, how did you start playing bass? how did you start playing guitar? how did you start getting into music overall? And like, what, what got uh, you into this whole punk scene? Well, I think for, I think for starters, uh, when I was in my mom's, uh, when I was in my mom's belly, uh, she she used to go to concerts. So I would get. I'll get all this classical music uh, energy go, going through. And uh, when I was four, I saw my first concert. It was Musical Youth. You know that song? Pass the touchy on the left-hand side. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they, they, were in Israel. they were in Israel in like 1984 or something. Like right, like a year before we moved to the U.S. So that, I saw that. So music was always around, you know. As, as cliche as it may sound, and many artists say that, you know, Beatles and all that stuff. But um, I, I think when we moved back to Israel, I, I had already discovered bands like Nirvana and, and the whole grunge thing here at Green River and, and Pearl Jam and all that stuff. But I felt like something was missing that this music is okay, but other than Nirvana, which are my favorite band in the world. But I felt that something was, was missing. And I was such an, such an outcast in school and, you know, move at the 14 just uh moving from one culture you know brooklyn new york to haifa israel and just getting that whole thing that once i discovered punk i'm like this is it this, this is the music for people like me and that that then you know how i then you just want to discover more bands that play this and more bands that play that style and there's a whole world that opens in front of you it's the best thing in the world that happened to me really that is so cool that is so yeah. cool and you're just living your dream. You're just living the dream. You're just doing yeah. every single day. And you're surrounded by extremely talented musicians, producers, production people. Amazing. And yeah. it's, it's, um, I, feel, I, I feel honored that, that Fat Mike told me, hey, man, I really like your songwriting. Uh, I like you. Let, let's do some music together. Let's, let's do stuff. And, you know, it's a big honor. I, I, I've, uh, well, you could say I've been a fan of Mike's. So like, who hasn't? I've been I've been a fan of his since I discovered No Effects when I was 15, and I I met him the first time when I was maybe uh, 20 or 21. But the past five years we've been actually uh, uh, creating we've been actually uh, having this growing friendship. Like now we're actually friends. You know, I'm, he's, nice. he's my buddy. So right, yeah. he's he's your geva geva. Yeah, yeah, achla geva. Achla you guys should you guys should have a Shabbat dinner together when you get back to America. You should have like a punk yeah. rock Shabbat. Totally, I could 
take the guitar out and we could sing the Chabad religion album. <laughs> That's so funny. That's crazy cool, man. Well, I mean, what, what's been one of the highlights of your career? Like overall, like what's been like the craziest highlight of your career? Wow. There's so many highs and lows of my career, but I must, I must say that one, one of the biggest highlights till now, like other than uh, doing this decomposer thing, if you, if you would tell me, uh, I don't know, like when I was in, when I was 17, Hey, at some point in life, you and Fat Mike from No Effects are going to have this production team. And I'm like, no way. Really? And I, so that, that's, that's crazy to me. Uh, like, I, I don't notice it when we're working and we're doing stuff. You know, we're, we're, just, we're just all here and, and working together. But when I pinch myself, I'm like, oh, man, this, this is really, this, this means something. This is great. It means, uh, it means we, we're getting somewhere. Uh, so that's one. The second one is, the first time Useless ID was in Japan, uh, it, it was just like big in Japan from the get-go. You know, we, we'd have, we do this like uh, autograph signing and, and many people at the show, like, you know, hundreds. And like even one of the shows, uh, eventually we did like, this tour with the, the Vandals. And uh -huh. like, uh, I think the first show was like a thousand people. So every time we go back to Japan, and I think we've been there almost like anywhere between like 15 to 20 times. It's like so mind blown how much they love our music and how much they love us as people and how many friends we have. Like, you know, this uh, group of friends from Haifa, Israel and Japan. Like, what's the connection here? And it's amazing what music does. So I must say that's, that's also been a highlight, going to Japan, really. That's really amazing. Now, I'm going to switch gears to talk about not from punk, but more so to your acoustic stuff. Like, I was listening to a bunch of your acoustic stuff. And I really like it because it's very nice. Thank it's you. very mellow and it has like that Jewish flavor to it. It has that like that Jewish like vibe to it. Like I feel it. it's very soulful. A lot of the stuff yeah. you write. <laughs> that, that's, and, that's funny you say that because sorry to mention Mike so much, but yeah. <laughs> he also told me uh, you, you sing Jewish folk songs because <laughs> I think many of my inspirations I played, I played with Danny Sendelson. You know Danny Sendelson, right? Yeah, I've heard From, of him. Yeah. Uh, Cafe Kaveret, Kaveret, they, they, one of the biggest bands in Israel from the 70s and, and on and on and on. So I played in his band for nine years. And every now and then I have like this kind of like uh, Israeli slash Jewish thing pop into my music that people just point it out and say, oh, Danny Sendelson, or they say, oh, that song sounds like a prayer or something. So, Well, I was listening to your song, Under the Sun, and I I, was, oh. I found that very, very, not only was it a very well-written song, it was very relaxing, but I found some, some parallel to that of um, something in the Tanakh. And I don't know if you did that oh. on purpose. In the, Megil, in, no. in the Tanakh, in Kohelet, every, he talk, the Shlomo Amelech is, write, is writing it, and he talks about everything under the sun. It's a whole Megillah, it's a whole um, book about different things. Um, I can't, I'm not going to go into on the show, but I found that your, your, your song was very much parallel to a few different um, things within it. Uh, and like I said, I don't know if you did that on purpose intentionally, but no, know. no, that, that's, the, that's the subconscious. Cause even a song like under the sun, I, I don't think I knew what I was writing about. It was just a feeling that I had uh, just, just about certain people in life on um, the path that they take and yeah, and, 
at the end of the day, it's it's good to go after your passion and uh, don't yeah. don't just don't just settle down for what's expected. If if right. you have something like burning desire in your heart, it's good to go for it. So that that's where that's my angle with it. But it's interesting what you're what you're saying, and uh, I, I like the comparisons. I I'm, I must yeah. say I'm not. Uh, that that's great. I I love it that that sort of stuff probably from the back back burner of my mind made its way through the tune. I, I it's like one of these things that I probably must have heard it. I must have read it at some point in my life and it just like stayed stored over there and many years later came out as a song. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what they say about music. Music is is one of the holiest vessels that we have and music is music transcends everything. And you and and music is is very powerful, and that's why like I hear like I hear your acoustic stuff, you know. Even though you're coming from punk, it's still very soft, very not very warm, very inviting, and just like thank you. It's 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 great, and it and it stirs something within your within your soul. And I don't, yeah. like I said, I don't know if that was your intention or what, but you're you're you done did good. I I think uh, after. Well, with useless ID, I, I I wouldn't want to say that we're pigeonholed, but we are a punk rock band. I mean, we can't right. come out with like a grunge album all no. of a sudden after twenty something years. Everyone's gonna be like, "What are you doing?" So that was kind of so doing solo was my outlet. Okay, let's leave everything that I know from punk. Try to leave it because I'm very influenced. But let's try to leave it on the side and just write songs for the sake of writing songs and write lyrics for for the sake of writing lyrics, but from a place that's like, doesn't have to explain itself. Right. Cause sometimes, sometimes in punk, there's like the certain, what are you singing about? What's this song about? So, so people know. And I don't like when you always know what the song is about. Cause what, right. what's the purpose, right? I mean, bands like Nirvana and even Beatles and even Pixies, you know, or even Elliot Smith, for example, if you're yes. familiar with, oh, you sure. don't always know. You don't always know what he's thinking about. You could interpret what he's thinking about to something you've had in your life. And then if you, if you listen to interviews with him, he'll just say, oh, it, it was just a feeling I had. And, and, and I, I like that the feeling is in the music. So, so I really appreciate that. I, I appreciate that you let the music do the talking. You don't have to explain and you don't have to be too, too blunt about it. I like when music right. is kind of mysterious too. Right. Well, that's, that's like completely like the opposite of punk is like punk. If punk has a very specific formula is that, you know, it's going to be about something. It's going to be about something political, something yeah. crazy, something like um, something that has to do with whatever's going on in that current time in the movement. Uh -huh. And, you know, you have to, and it follows that specific formula with what, with what you're doing with your solo stuff and more acoustic. It's really, you just pick up a guitar and start jamming and you just let the music do the talking. I do that all the time. I pick up my guitar, I'll just yeah. go on my porch and I'll just start playing. Yeah. And I did that the other day, actually. I was like, I was like, I don't want to be in my house anymore. So I picked up my guitar, walked outside to my <laughs> who, front who porch. Exactly. And I walked out to my front porch and I just started playing. I just, I just started going. I went, I, cause a long time ago, I realized the secret to music is everything is the same four chords. And yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So I just started playing. You always add some chords. Yeah, you can throw right. You can throw in some. You can throw in some diminished chords. You can throw in a few things here and there. You can drop the key, whatever. But it's the same stuff. And so I went outside and I played for like twenty minutes. 
and people were st- like, I live in, in, on top of, in like the shopping center in, in my neighborhood and people were like staring at me and listening to me and, and it, was, it was cool. And then I got a text yeah. from my neighbor upstairs. He's like, you played good. I was like, it's what I do for fun. Yeah. Like if, you know, and it's just let the music do the talking, you know, I used to exactly. Yeah. I, I, I always like, as a songwriter, I always find myself in the, these like certain periods in time where I'm, I wouldn't say uninspired. I just don't want to like pick up the guitar and write a song. So sometimes it's I, I, like many times that I want to write a song, I just sit like for five, 10 minutes and nothing I like comes out. Right. But, uh, well, what was I about to say? But but yeah, what you're talking about is something that I haven't I haven't really felt inspired lately to do, but I want to get back into it. Just not overthink, not do anything. Just sit with a guitar, strum some chords. Normally, I'd say eighty percent out of the time, something pops up, and you're like, "Oh, this is good," and you go from there. So right. I, I think I'm going to get back to that. Well, that's that's what I was trying to do for a long time. I was just trying to because with, again with Jewish music, there's there's not much variation involved and it's really the same kind of stuff over and over again. Now the Jewish music scene has started to turn into more EDM and techno and things like that. But you know, there's not re to, they still, it still has the same base. So I would go out on my porch and I try to like figure out different, different ways to play up these, these, these tunes, these melodies. And like I said, after I heard your, your album, I was just like, wow, someone finally did punk. Call it a vote. No, thank you. And so, yeah, I mean, listen, dude, you, you're, you, I, I hope your album go, inspires a lot of people. I hope it goes out there and, and does what it's supposed to. I hope those rabbis pass it along to a lot of people. Yeah, we, we've been getting, we've been getting like a flood of responses actually on our Instagram and on Facebook and people are writing us and you wrote us and uh, the, the colored final is, is already out of stock. So it, it looks like it's going well. I'd like to that's, think that. That's really awesome. Is there going to yeah. be an, is there going to be a follow up album? Yeah, I mean we could make we could do so much now with it. We we could do Seder Pesach, we could do right. uh, the, like the Hanukkah album, but we'll we'll see. Uh, we we got to take it out, uh, as it is. Maybe we'll see. Maybe live shows. I don't know what the plan is at the moment because now we can't really do anything. Right. So we we just let the album breathe for a bit and uh, see see how it is once we're out of this uh, out of the funk. That's really funny. Any reason why you guys released it as a vinyl? And is just because we wanted to release it once it was recorded. We're like, this is very good. We want people to hear. I'm saying it as 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 a vinyl. It's on your website. You're selling it as a vinyl record. You're not selling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any reason behind selling it the vinyl? People listen. You still use record players? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Like especially. Especially uh, fat fat record fans, like uh, they, it's people that you know they grew up in the '90s, and uh, you have some you have so many fans that are, including me, that are fans of this label for already 25 years, or whenever it started. Yes, yeah, so I'm like 25 years already. So, yeah, it started earlier than that. I think like 27 or 28 years already. Wow. So, yeah, so we list. I always I ordered vinyl from Fat. Maybe there was like one or two years that I got CDs, like somewhere in the '90s. But from the 2000s, it's only vinyl. Yeah, that's how that's we all, roll. That's awesome. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Well, you know, Tom, it was really awesome having you on my show. I'm, I'm happy that I was able to get you on to kick off season three of the, of the podcast. And the fact that you're in Israel now, it was, it made things a lot easier. Um, I don't have to stay up ungodly hours of the night to do this, but yeah. it was, it was fun. It was really, really awesome. And yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I just realized that, uh, my camera is, uh, is, uh, uh, is in the wrong angle than yours. I hope you could cut chip off this part. No, nah, it's it cool. Good. It's it. Listen, it makes, it makes it look better. It's, it's, it's authentic. We're all about, we're oh, all okay. about real and authentic. This, this is my first, this, this is my first time using zoom. So I'll know better for next time. We popped your zoom cherry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all nice good one. man it's all good man well like i said thank you for coming on my show it was it was a real pleasure thank you and pleasure I, for I, me too. I i i i'm happy that she teamed up with some great musicians please send my love to fat mike i i'm, I'm I will. completely honored they had some had you as part of his production team on my show it literally i i i, I was felling i was nearly i nearly plotzed when when you guys responded back to me so I told you, I, I reached out to you guys. I reach out to uh, to people from time, a ton of, from time to time, even like these regular Jewish singers. People don't respond to me. If, um, I told you, I reached, <laughs> out to, I reached out to Disturbed because I said, why not? Let's see if we can get David Draymond on my show because he's Jewish. He went to Yeshiva. He actually went to Yeshiva through through high school, I believe. And wow. Yeah. And I reached out to Disturbed. They didn't respond. Sent you guys a message. You're the next best thing. So uh-huh, thank you. No, nah, it's all good. Y'all, y'all great. So here we are. So listen, it was a pleasure having you. Um, and I look forward to hearing more cool stuff come out of um, the decomposers and through Chabad religion. If you guys keep up putting out more albums, that'd be great. You've just but, listened you know, to another listen, wonderful episode of, episode of Ghost Thanks so much. Podcast. For so news, thank updates, you. and information on our next episode, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at GoSimchaLive, and don't forget to check out the show notes and videos on www.gosimcha.com along with zeradio.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, go Simcha!